U.S. National Marriage Week kicks off tomorrow, February 7th to 14th. And in the holiday description, it says it's time to celebrate that union that has inspired numerous real-life happily ever afters. And today we're going to discover how we can work toward that happily ever after and have a more intimate, rich marriage with Matt Jacobson. He and his wife have written two different devotionals, one for husbands, one for wives, titled Loving Your Wife Well and Loving Your Husband Well. Matt Jacobson is teaching elder pastor of Klein Falls Bible Fellowship and founder of FaithfulMan.com, an online social media community focusing on marriage, parenting, and biblical teaching. And good morning, Matt. Good morning. What a what an honor to be with you. Yeah, appreciate it, Matt, so much. So let's start off by just you know talking a little bit about. We know that there's a lot of marriage books out there. There's a lot of marriage uh, help books that are out there, and they're all good. But what would you say makes your guys's books a little different from the others? Sure. Well, the thing is, is that people need to remember that God's design for marriage is wonderful, is great, is excellent, mm-hmm. and every couple that is willing to do things God's way can have that kind of a marriage. I call that a normal biblical marriage. I was at a wedding one time, and I told the couple, I, I wish for you a normal Christian marriage. And they looked at me kind of yeah. cross-eyed and go, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, that's like some ancient curse or something. Because a lot of marriages are in trouble, but the fact is that God designed marriage, so He's just calling us to do things His way. And if we will do that, we'll find, wow, I can actually have a wonderful marriage. So in terms of the direction of these uh, devotions, which you're mentioning, essentially what we try to do is we take biblical topics and we apply those to our marriage relationship. One example Mm -hmm. might be, the Bible says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And we tend to think those one another statements are about the people in the church lobby, the the, the people that bump into (laughs) on Sunday. But actually, it starts with your wife, with your husband, are you, I would just ask people listening, are you kind? Are you actually following what the Bible says about the way you're supposed to interact with each other? Are you mm. kind to one another? Do you speak with kindness? Do you look at each other with kindness? Do you do kind acts to each other? And a lot of times I think we can think, well, getting a marriage right is just like rocket science, and some people can really get there and some people can't. But it's actually quite straightforward in the Bible, and if you just apply what the Bible says, then you're going to find that Mm. you're going to enjoy the blessings of obedience. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Matt, as you look at these two devotional, one for husbands and one for wives, is there a difference between maybe what one emphasizes or the other emphasizes? Sure. So there is a difference and there's a similarity, okay? The similarity is that each of the devotionals have a topic for a given week, because they're weekly devotional, so there's 52, and they have a topic, and they then they have a scripture associated with that topic, and then there's a body of writing, and then there are reflection uh, uh, suggestions, and then some questions to ask each other to drive conversation. So that's how they're similar. But how they're different is, I speak to the men on that topic and apply it to marriage from a perspective of a man's responsibility in marriage, and Lisa mm-hmm. does the same thing with women, and we didn't compare notes. So as a husband is reading his part, or as a wife is reading her part, it's Lisa teaching women, it's me teaching the men, from a biblical perspective on the same topic in the same scripture, and and then we just, uh, so that's how they're different, but they're designed to engender conversation and communication 
with your spouse. So, so I'd say those really encapsulate the, the, the similarities and the differences. Mm, that's really good. We're talking with Matt Jacobson. Uh, he and his wife, Lisa, have written the devotionals, Loving Your Wife Well, Loving Your Husband Well. Why do you think, Matt, that couples are so apprehensive about praying together, reading scripture together, maybe even doing devotionals together? What have you found out sure. is the reason for that and how to overcome it? Well, I think that there is there are, there are natural reasons, but I also think there are spiritual reasons. So spiritually speaking, the Bible's pretty clear. We have an enemy. He's active. He wants to take you down. His goal is destruction, and Satan is a patient incrementalist. He's happy to do this, like, you know, the, the slow cold that grows colder and colder over time, or he'll do it in one fell swoop with, with some wicked sin that you bring into your home. He is, he is active. He's there. So I like to tell people you've got to think in terms of how the Bible describes your life. If you're in a war zone, um, you know, like Iraq is a great place to get a suntan. Um, you know, I'm thinking during the Iraq war years, right? Great place for a suntan, but probably not wise to saunter down the streets of uh, Fallujah in Bermudas and sandals with a tube right. of tan lotion and a gun flung over your shoulder. You're in a war zone. The Bible says our lives are affected every day by spiritual warfare. So just be having a mindset. I need to think spiritually about what's happening in my relationship. Now, one of the reasons, just from a from a natural standpoint, is, you know, guys can be a little intimidated to a step forward and take the lead. And maybe some people feel like, well, I'm not qualified, or, well, you know, I haven't been living in a way that would give me any kind of authority to, you know, speak mm-hmm. uh, on these topics, or, you know, they're intimidated. And of course, the enemy loves that. And the man just, hey, just shrink back, don't step up, don't take responsibility. But the thing is, is that this is about God's way of doing things, and God has equipped you. God is the one. See, we, we, we tend to think in our marriage, this is what I'm doing in the world. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says your marriage is what God is doing in the world. And so just take a step forward. A lot of couples maybe have, have trouble, and they don't know how to get started. And just I just encourage uh, them to say, hey, let's turn over a new leaf. Let's get started. Let's do something. And let's just choose to be committed and step forward. And this is an easy thing to do, just a weekly, short uh, reading that you can both talk. And, you know, we talk about this phrase in business, you know, communication increases commitment. Well, that's certainly true in our marriages, too. And and so take a step forward, get out of your natural inhibitions and recognize you've got an enemy that doesn't want you to move forward in this way. Mm-hmm. Amen. It was kind of interesting this week uh, on a certain program that we air called Equipped with Chris Brooks. He was talking about pastors and he had people call in about what makes for a good pastor or um, yeah, what did they want in their pastors. And by the end of the program, he said, I'm just so surprised nobody has called in to say anything about their pastor's family, that they want their pastor to be a good husband or a good yeah. father. And he yeah. said this whole hour, not one person has said that's a priority for them. So you're a pastor, yeah. and I thought it would be interesting to speak to pastors today about is it important for uh, pastors, for spiritual leaders, to really work on their relationship with their wives or husbands and to have a strong family and and if so, right. maybe what's missing? What do we need to do to really have that witness in our world? Sure. Well, first of all, it's not just merely important. It's actually required, all right? If you're in that kind of a leadership role relative to your marriage, you are required to have a 
good marriage, a marriage by example, a marriage that other, you can say, hey, we're not perfect, but we do encourage you to follow our example. And so if you can't do that, if you have a marriage that other people go, yeah, I don't want that, okay, then you really shouldn't be in the ministry. You need to step back. You need to recognize, I've got to get something right in my relationship, this most important relationship I'm going to have this side of heaven, apart from Mm -hmm. my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I have to get that right because I am an example. And relative to, um, you know, the Bible speaks of your children being, you know, under your uh, care and uh, and being subject to you in in terms of their hearts. That's imperative too. When your kids are in the home and they are uh, part of, uh, you know, who you're presenting yourself to be, um, if that's not who you are, then uh, that will be manifest. And if it is who you are, everybody will know it. But you're required to be an example. Uh, with your family in the church. Now, when they go off and they decide to have the life that they want afterwards, that's between them and the Lord. And, uh, and uh, you know, Satan's certainly active in that way. But when they're in your home and when they're with you, if, if, if you know, it's a tragedy in the church where the people joke about the, the preacher kids being the worst kids in the youth group. And, of course, it's a bit of a cliche by now, but, but that cannot be. If that's the case, it's the same thing. You, you really shouldn't be presenting yourself as an example of somebody that you should, you know, other people should follow. So it's it's super important. It's kind of a hard message in this loose day and age that we live in, but it is what the Bible does say. And so if we're going to be biblical Christians, we have to yield our hearts to what the Bible says, regardless of our circumstances and how we may feel. Yeah, that's really good. So Matt, Give some marching orders here for us as husbands, as wives, and some general tips on how to get into doing these devotionals, but then also to put what you're learning into practice. Sure. Well, the first thing I would want to say is, you know, biblical man, you have a responsibility to to lead, to take initiative, right? And I would encourage every man to remember your wife has never stopped desiring to be desired. You may have been married 20 years. She has never stopped desiring to be desired. And I'm not speaking in a sexual um, aspect, although that can be part of it. But for a woman to be desired, she wants to be known. She wants to be loved. She wants to be cared for. She wants to know that you care how she feels. And it doesn't matter about these warm, wonderful feelings that you may have toward her but never communicate, because she's not a mind reader. You have to take the initiative. You have to speak words of kindness. You have to say, hey, babe, let's get on a path. Let's go forward. Let's have a different, better, growing marriage this year. And I know that to do that, we've got to make a commitment to come together Mm -hmm. with each other. And so I would just say, take the initiative. There's very few women out there uh, that uh, if their husbands say, look, I want to love you better this year are going to push that away. I like to say that a woman never slams the door of her heart in one fell swoop. She closes it incrementally over time. And I know that there are some people that are dealing with that, that they've acted in a way that's closed their wife's heart to them. Pray, go to her, say, I want to love you the way I'm called to love you. And I just encourage husbands and wives to pay attention to their own mail when it comes to the Bible. The Bible says to the man, you love your wife like Christ loved the church. That's, that'll keep you busy. <laughs> Thinking about trying to implement, 
asking the Lord what that means in this moment, all right, I encourage that. And of course, the, the, the Bible speaks directly to women. So take the initiative, that's one, and never forget, your wife desires to be desired. I would like to say a word to singles as well. God has you in his hand, believe that. If you're in a situation where your spouse doesn't necessarily want to embark on a devotional journey, these books are perfectly great for a mm-hmm. single person as well. But, mm-hmm. the, but the main thing is, take the initiative. Recognize that you have a responsibility, a direct marching order from God to love your wife as Christ loved the Church, and for a woman to find how she is to walk with her husband with a yielded heart. You know, it's way easier for a woman to have a yielded heart to her husband if he's a godly and wonderful man. But mm-hmm. the thing about holiness, the thing about holiness is God doesn't say, hey, you only have to be holy if the other person always reacts the right way so that you don't you know, have to deal with your own emotions and your own flesh. <laughs> God calls every one of us to be holy regardless of who we're married to. Yeah, My holiness good. isn't about somebody else's actions. It's about me walking with God. So just recognize it's God's call in your life. Take the initiative. Tell your wife, I want to walk with you this year closer, mm-hmm. better. I want to love you in a way that's meaningful to you. I want to go on that journey this year. Mm-hmm. I think your wife is going to say, wow, she, I think she's going to do a backflip in her heart. And, <laughs> and if you're a woman that, that would like to move forward, you can make a suggestion and just say, hey, honey, what about this? How about we, uh, we take this journey together? You know, you can ask that, but, but I do put more of the responsibility—I do. The Bible puts more of the responsibility on the men to take initiative and to love mm-hmm. as Jesus called you to love. So to do that, it's a lifelong pursuit, but it is a pursuit. So I would say take action. Don't just try to mm-hmm. get a content conclusion. There you go. Well, that's good. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. That is uh, Matt Jacobson. He and his wife, Lisa, have written the books, Loving Your Wife Well, Loving Your Husband Well, 52-Week Devotionals to Improve Your Marriage. And so, Matt, thank you, brother. Appreciate your heart. Thanks for taking time to visit with us today. So great to be with you. God bless you guys.